0: my good friends. Welcome to my podcast, Proclaiming Freedom. My name is Sadie Anderson. I'm so glad you're here. It's another great day to give glory to God, so that's what we're going to do. If you want to find more episodes or other resources on the topics I discuss, head over to my website, proclaiming-freedom.com. Okay, let's jump into it. into part two of my testimony. So in the first episode, I was talking about this whole pendulum swinging, all or nothing from one extreme to the other, this pattern that I was experiencing for many years and really just still in a place of confusion and not understanding how to have a relationship with God and how to navigate what this same-sex attraction is. So I came to this season in my early 20s, which was whose opinion matters most to you. I was determined to know God's opinion about me and about same-sex attraction. I kept asking God, okay, if you've created me and I didn't choose to experience this attraction, then what's going on here? I wasn't interested in all the noise surrounding this topic. It seemed like on one side, the church was saying a message of doom and shame and guilt surrounding this topic of same-sex attraction. And on the other side, the world is saying, do whatever you feel. No one can tell you any different. Follow your heart, all that kind of stuff, which didn't really resonate with me either because it wasn't founded in anything. And I didn't even care about my own opinion. I was so sick of trying to figure this out, trying to understand the right way to move forward, trying to understand who God really is and who he created me to be. I just kind of put all those opinions out of my mind and came before God and said, I want to know what you say. This was a pivotal moment for me and my relationship with God. I asked God what his opinion was on same-sex attraction and who he created me to be. And I was hoping you'd answer the question so I could just do what is right and move on. And that is not how God wanted to start this conversation or start this new chapter of our relationship. Instead, I felt God wanted me to invite him to sit with me right where I was at. I realized I had never allowed God to be with me, and I had never allowed myself to receive God's love. I had always done the swinging back and forth to each extreme, but God was doing something different in that he wanted me to bring both ends of that spectrum him on one end, the same-sex attraction on the other end, to bring both of those into the same place and sit with me where I was at, no matter what that was. And I remember just feeling God speak to me that sentiment of, I love you no matter what. I wanted God to give me instructions so that I could just make myself right And instead, God just wanted me to slow down and recognize the weaknesses in my perception of who he is and the deception that I had fallen under, which is God is not good and he doesn't love you unless you're doing everything right, unless you're trying hard enough. God needed to start from a place of love, not fear. All the things I thought we needed to fix as soon as possible, God just kind of pushed those out of my sight. I began to sit in his presence and receive the love that he had always been pouring over me, to receive the love and adoration that he had for me, but I wouldn't allow myself to receive based on this flawed performance mindset. From that starting point, God took me to the roots of my identity. I realized I didn't have a good understanding of what God says the feminine and female is and why it's important to him. In my family environment growing up, women were seen as less than men, spoken about at times as less than men, and that was just kind of the tone overall. I didn't have a positive or accurate perspective of what it meant to be female. I began to look into women of the Bible, attributes of God that are expressed in women. In no way am I minimizing the importance of the male attributes of God and the men that he's created. I think there's a vicious attack against men in culture today. And I might discuss more of that in a later episode, but I just want to be clear that both of these images of God, male and female, are so important. And every society suffers if we minimize one or the other. In addition to that point, if you're thinking this is about to be a feminist rant, it's not. That's totally missing the point. Feminism... Is pretty much just another iteration of humanism at this point. In the Western world, women have the same rights as men. So I don't really understand what we're fighting for anymore, except for special treatment, maybe. So I'm not really concerned with that. This is about who God says women are and why that's important. Not a rant not trying to minimize anybody, just sharing my discovery of what the Word says about women and what God's heart is for His creation. I started at the beginning with the creation of male and female, and I came across some books that really brought some of the original language to light and really poured a light on how poorly, the translations that we read today have been done. So when God is talking about creating the female, in that verse, Genesis 2.18, most translations say something of a helpmate, a helper. It's kind of this assistant to the male kind of a feeling which I never felt like that was appropriate, but that was what the words were saying, so I guess we have to go with it. But then the original Hebrew, the words used are ezer kenegdo I'm probably saying that wrong, but I'll put it in the description if you want to Google it. Anyways, those words mean strong helper, and corresponding to or equal to. So of the 21 times the word for strong helper appears in the Old Testament, 16 times it is referring to God. It is referring to people crying out to God as the helper that they need, this powerful figure reaching out to help. God describes himself using those words. The second word is pretty self-explanatory in that it means corresponding to or equal to. So it's automatically putting female in the position to correspond to the male in an equal and complementary way. Not as just a helpmate because the man was lonely. That's kind of lame. So... Obviously, I was upset that the translations that we read today do such a poor job of really describing what God was trying to say when he created a woman and what her purpose was from the beginning in the way that he described her. Next, I came across the record of Deborah in Judges 4 and 5. She was one of the leaders of Israel during this time, this time period of having judges based on the name of that chapter, but she was also a prophet, a poet, and a warrior who went into battle with the army. This was an amazing story to be able to read. The skills that she had, the wisdom that she had, her Call to lead the nation of Israel. That is amazing. That's something I don't remember learning about when I was growing up, but I feel like Deborah should be in the same league as David and Goliath and Daniel in the Lion's Den, these Sunday school classic stories that we learn about when we're really little growing up, and somehow Deborah doesn't make it into there because. I don't know, but she's pretty amazing. And I would definitely say, go check out what is written about her story and her leadership during this period of time uh, with the tribe of Israel. Next, I was drawn towards Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31. This is a description of a noble woman of God. She's described as a successful businesswoman, a skilled and talented trade woman. She is fearless and faithful to God. And this really opened my eyes to see who God created women to be in his kingdom. He created to be warriors and leaders, mothers, prophets, missionaries, teachers, entrepreneurs, fearless daughters of the Almighty God. This was so much more descriptive and exciting than what I had perceived women were when I was growing up. I'm so thankful for these records in the Bible. I'm so thankful for the original language being more clear than Maybe what we read in our English Bible now. So, I'd really suggest looking into more of the women of the Bible and what their stories are, and just kind of allowing God to show you and lead you into a deeper understanding of how important women are to his kingdom. This was all the best news that I had heard in my life so far because I began to see myself in the way that God does. I realized that the strengths and the dreams that I had were from God and for the purpose of building his kingdom. I didn't need to try and defend them or convince people that, that you can have different desires than maybe what a traditional church view might say. And maybe what some verses taking out of context might say, telling women to be less than who God called them to be. My spiritual father and mentor, Dave Arns, recently wrote a book about women and their role and identity in the kingdom of God. Dave does an awesome job in this book, laying out a scripturally based understanding of who God created women to be. He also goes into depth on the different historical viewpoints and cultures that shaped the way society has come to view women in some times, in some areas. On my website, proclaiming-freedom.com, I have him listed under the book section, I'll also put a link to his website in the description of this episode where you can see all the books he's written. I highly recommend his books, and I'll definitely have him on episodes in the future as we discuss some of our favorite topics. Another point to bring up during this season in my life is the power of prayer. Dave introduced me to the healing rooms during this season. It's a healing ministry that was started by John G. Lake, and it has chapters all over the world now. I went to the healing rooms that is near my town every week during this season in my life. And the transformation that God worked in me is definitely a testament to all of those faithful volunteers who showed up and wanted to bless people and took the time to listen to me and pray over me. And I'm really thankful for that family of people and the time they spent with me. For the record, prayer is not just wishful thinking or trying to convince God to be nice. It's using your faith to command things in the natural to come into alignment with God's design and His will. And Jesus told us how to pray. So we shouldn't be praying prayers of hesitation, saying, if it's your will, Lord, do this, but only if it's your will. We know what God's will is based on how Jesus taught us to pray. In Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13, he lays out the Lord's Prayer. And in that, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that's it. That's God's will is for everything on earth to be as it is in heaven. So when we're praying, we're praying from that authority and we're praying from that place of coming into agreement with what God has designed in heaven, what is perfect. That is what we need to be praying for for any situation here on earth. I want to thank everyone who has ever prayed for me. Thank you for going to war on my behalf, for bringing me before the Father. I really pray that the Lord multiplies his blessing for you because of the way that you have blessed me in prayer. Now, in the next episode, I'll finish my testimony. There is an amazing work that God did in my life, and he did it in an unconventional way. So get pumped about that. I know I am. I'll have the various verses and Dave's website listed in in the description of this episode. So make sure you check all that out. Don't take my word for it. Go see what God has to say for yourself, and maybe you'll find some new things that I didn't even touch on here. I'm just going to close in prayer, and then I will see you next week. Dear Lord, we just thank you for the great work that you want to do in all of our lives. We thank you that not only do you have the power and authority to bring healing and transformation, but you also have the desire. And so I just pray that you would teach us how to understand your heart and your will in our lives and in the situations that we face each day. I just pray that you teach us how to walk in that authority and pray in that authority. I just lift up everyone who is listening, any of them who might have an area that they are needing your love, they are needing your healing power to change them and set them free. I just lift them up to you and you know their names, you know right where they're at. I pray that you would meet them this week, that they would know you see them and you hear them and you have good plans for them and wonderful blessings for them. I just pray a spirit of breakthrough over their lives in the name of Jesus Christ and that you would just draw them into an intimate relationship with you that they would know how much you love them and how near to them you are. We just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you were blessed and encouraged as you listened. Proclaiming-freedom.com is my website. Go ahead and check it out. There's also a contact form as well. If you would like prayer, fill out the form on my website. I'd love to pray for you. It's one of my favorite things to do, so don't hesitate to reach out.